Hi, we're Harder Brunch. We're Harder Brunch. And we're super excited to tell you about our adult summer camp this August 25th, 26th, and 27th. Wow. We're going to be doing a full three-day festival, and we want you to be a part of it. Let's go. It's going to be amazing. We got all your favorite comedians. We got headliners Brent Terhune and Gwen Sunkel on board. Okay. We're going to have musical acts by Clint Breeze, House of Wolves, The Tubbles. Dang. And all weekend is going to be all-inclusive. Wait, all-inclusive? That's right. One ticket price, all weekend long, gets you into everything. We're going to be bringing back all of the favorite summer camp activities you remember as a kid. We're going to be doing swimming, archery, handicrafts, canoes. Wow. All weekend long, all-inclusive. That's not even financially smart. Well, that's what we're doing. Get your tickets today at eventbrite.com, and we'll see you there. I guess we'll see you there. Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, as always, my co-host, Daddy's Shane McKee. Slappy Pappy went white. On the ones and twos, the wheels of steel, the sauce, boss of Indianapolis, and the last woke dragon. Give it up for Zach Roan. Hey there. Very special guest with us, first time in studio, uh, owner and operator of High and Mighty Distillery, Dan Farner. Welcome to the program. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Uh, very excited to have you. And I, I Full disclosure, um, I drink half the year and I don't drink the other half the year. And so uh, I've been talking to you guys for like the past like three, four months. And I was like, well, maybe we can get you in at the beginning of <laughs> late May, you know, arbitrarily. There's no there's no reason that you have to come that late. But I have been a big fan from afar and I've it's I've been waiting to drink your product. Um, I will give you this compliment to start off. You guys have amazing branding. I don't know who does your branding, but it's uh, it's it's beautiful. It's eye catching on both the gin and the lemon shakeup. And I see these uh, yellow and red cans everywhere. Hell yeah. This was uh, during our meat cake invitational. Yeah. This was the drink that all the, uh, this was like the unofficial drink of meat cakes. It really was. Like I think Ashley Brooks brought some in for all the contestants that were imbibing and um, they were, it was having a good time with them. And everybody's like, hey, let me get more of those lemon shakeups. Yeah, baby. That was it. Well, I will say the timing might be perfect because this is like our season, right? Mm -hmm. May through September. Yeah. That's what, I mean, the industry, they say, well, gin is like a May through September thing. And we didn't really know that getting into it. We're like, oh no, come on. People drink gin all the time. No, it's really just it May, really May through September. Pops off. But also, um, the lemon shakeup, like you're talking about is like summer in a can basically. So mm. like literally like this is our season. So you actually timed it perfectly. Well, and it's, it, yeah, and it seems to go, I mean, so uh, there's a lot to unpack here, but uh, you guys distill out uh, the Indiana State Fairgrounds. Correct. So I'm assuming that there's some sort of connection to the, the being a hard shakeup. I always associate that with the State Fair. Yes, absolutely. That That's the idea. So, um, yeah, it, um, we started this business in really like legitimately in 2020, um, during the pandemic. And I've got a story about that too. We literally were just like making drinks and putting them on people's porches oh, um, nice. just yeah. to like have fun. And that's totally underground. But, um, anyway, oh, wow. then we, then when we decided to get serious with it, um, we were looking for, we needed a location. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a friend connected us with the fair because, you know, COVID hit them pretty hard and they lost a year's worth of revenue, like no fair in 2020. Yeah. Right. So, and so they had all these buildings that they weren't using and thought, well, you know, what if we try to find some businesses that could live here that, you know, could capitalize on all the traffic that comes through because the fair happens, but then, you know, there's all these events like this week, there was the Mecham auto auction. Mm. Um, there's like the boat sport and patio show, you know? So like, yeah. there's literally 2 million people that come through the fairgrounds. So we thought, okay, that's a pretty good 
option, right? Yeah. And also we live like four blocks from the fair. So it was like, perfect. Yes, exactly. So then our distiller, Nick, who uh, wishes he could be here, he's a, he's a chef himself actually. So um, I'm sure you guys might know each other in some, in some form, but um, he had the idea right away, like, lemon shake up. Let's do it. Cause that's the drink of the fair. Yeah. You know, people in Indiana know it turns out it's really only an Indiana thing. I didn't, mm. you know, but regardless, um, it's so he, smart. Yeah. I mean, he did an awesome job with the concept and then like the flavor is like, it, it tastes like a lemon shake up. So, and what is for people that maybe don't know, what is a lemon shake up different than like lemonade? It's not, it, but it's fresh. <laughs> it, I think the, the real difference is that it's fresh. I think, you know what lemonade, uh, in, in the, in our day and time or mm. whatever is like mostly just like, uh, the powder, you oh, know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like people or like crystal light almost mm-hmm. is like what people Dehydrated, make lemonade yeah. from. But the reality, like lemon shakeup, I guess, you know, they literally like put lemons, they squeeze lemons, they put the lemons in. Yeah. I feel like there's always a little shake pulp it in up. there. Yeah, little, exactly. Like, uh, and uh, fresh real lemon, sugar. Yeah. yeah real sugar. So it's kind of like a cocktail without booze. Yeah. And it's gotta be chewy, right? Yeah. You gotta <laughs> chew a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta have, uh, yeah. A mouth feel. Yeah. So you, what size of a system are you guys running over there? Well, so our still is a 250 gallon still. Mm. Um, and we actually, there's kind of a fun story there. Um, we bought the bottom of our still from eighth day distillery, which okay. is, uh, off it's in the circle city industrial mm-hmm. building. So seasick, seasick <laughs> as everyone knows. Um, so anyway, they literally cut the top off of their still sold the bottom to us and they bought a, they bought a 500 gallon okay. that they retrofitted their top onto. And then they brought ours down to Louisville. There's a company that makes them called Vendome. They're like there's like a handful in the world that make them and one of them's in Louisville. So anyway, they, mm. they then made a bunch of pieces and like retrofitted the bottom onto new top. Um, and so we, ours has a brandy hat. It's, it looks like, um, you know, one of those old timey scuba diving, uh, helmets, mm. you know, like when people would, uh, scuba dive in the, in the, like the, like deep in the divers, 19th century. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With like all metal and they mm-hmm. weighed like 700 pounds. <laughs> um, so it looks like that kind of. That's awesome. And is gin the only spirit that you guys distill? So far, yes. Nice. Yeah. We're, we're planning to make brandy. We're planning to make um, some other liqueurs, mm. um, an Amaro, which is kind of like Campari, if yeah. you're familiar, yeah, like a red Italian bitter um, and all kinds of other wacky stuff. But uh, first things first, like gin is, um, we needed something that we could, you know, kind of yeah. just get going with. And that's where we started. I, I, I love doing, I love like, kind of like picking a lane and doing something very well. And, but I also like the fact of like, like those other products that you were talking about doing is like, not so none of that stuff seems oversaturated, you know, like that all seems to be stuff that like, Oh yeah, that's smart. You should do that. Like, like the lemon shakeup thing is just like, it's almost when I started seeing that, I was like, why didn't no one ever do that before? You know, really good question. It it seems like, uh, low hanging fruit. No one's ever will. done it before. Is that real? No one's ever done it before. I mean, I haven't seen it like mass produced, like maybe, yeah. maybe like on a, a cocktail menu or something, but yeah, putting it in a can like that. And for summer and it's, it, it really does stand out so much. Like, and so I notice it like in other people's stories and on Instagram, you guys have this little guy as a mascot mm-hmm. and uh, you bring him out to big events. Is that you in the yeah, suit? Are you most in of the time. Yeah. So, what Dyke's talking about is uh, we had a, a mascot create or a, it's um, a costume yeah. created um, by this woman named Jess West. And she does some ph- yeah. phenomenal costumes. Enemy of the show. Enemy of the show. Oh, no, no, she, no, 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 she, she's fine. Okay, all right, yeah. sweet. Well, it's trash. Right? No, uh, no, she's awesome. And she created this lemon costume. Character's name is Lemmy. Um, that was like a thing we did. I would put on social media, like had people come up with names and vote on them. And Lemmy was the winner, which, you know, it's a lemon, but also I like the idea of like Lemmy, um, what's the, the famous musician, what the hell is this? Motorhead. Motorhead. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So that was kind of where I was going in my mind. But anyway, um, so it's like a big lemon and then you have to wear like yellow <laughs> tights. And then if you look at the can, I don't know where the camera is, but we'll just put it right here. Lemmy has cowboy boots, <laughs> but they're like yellow cowboy boots. Yeah. So like yeah. you have to wear like cowboy boots too, which is really awkward. And yeah. I, oops, I bought like size way too big cowboy boots. And so they're just super awkward to wear. It's getting nice and hot inside that costume. Oh yeah. <laughs> so take it a step further. 
We like last year was we launched this whole business in May June of 2022. So it's pretty new, relatively. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were working on the back end, like I said, since 2020, roughly. But yeah, um, we thought like, okay, well, we want to sell these at the fair. What do we? What can we do from a marketing standpoint to like get people's attention? And <clears throat> one of our, our our partner at the fair who sells all of these at the bar. They're called your concessions. They're awesome. They do all the food and beverage pretty much at the fair. They were like, what if you like did like a costume or something? I was like, ah, I don't know. It sounds like a whole thing. But then mm-hmm. we were like, what if we did a costume? Yeah. And so we did it, bought like, you know, Jess made the costume. You go out in 90 degree heat <laughs> wearing this freaking costume yeah. and uh, you're wearing tights and cowboy boots and it's super awkward. But then mm. also you can't see anything. You could see this much, That's right? Amazing. Yeah. But so what would oh, happen wow. was um, kids just flock to the costume because <laughs> oh. they're like, they're like, Oh, it's like a, the character, yeah. you know, like at whatever, like at Disney world. And they like, literally they're like hanging onto your legs while you're trying to wear a costume. <laughs> so I, I felt like I was just like pushing kids out of the way. You know what I mean? Like the whole time. Yes. Um, so that's pretty much what it does, ends up being. Does that follow under marketing? towards children? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, these are for your parents. Yeah. Kids. This is strictly for your parents. Well. So the costume is awesome, but it turns out that like, it's also just kind of goofy. And so I just try to now make it as hilarious as possible. So we now I've been putting videos up on Instagram, which you can pull up sometime. Actually, if you just hit that button right there. Yeah, that's great. Who does, you guys, you, who does your social media? You guys got some beautiful photos. Well, thank you. Um, well, great. we do it all ourselves. Like I, I do most of it, but nice. um, the photos primarily we have, like those photos are all um, done by our photographer friend, Leah Tribb. Yeah, tribute. That's great. The one at the state fair in the archway there is beautiful. Thank yeah, you. Like, that is amazing. Thank you. That is awesome. Um, so well, you, I want to say something about yeah. Lemmy. Like, I kind of want to meet this this Lemon character. Yeah. Like, it would be cool to see. What if like we rented that Lemon character for camp? Yes. I, I I think that well I mean if you want to come on down <laughs> sold we could definitely do that we're going to be doing uh, uh, Harder Brunch's adult summer camp hey this Turn August twenty fifth twenty sixth twenty seventh camping drinking comedy music yeah. candy hey. crafts <laughs> archery food <laughs> fights food fights money Caps- capture the flag <laughs> prizes. People in lemon costumes. Trivia. <laughs> drugs. I, whoops. Maybe. <laughs> BYO drugs. I didn't say uh, that. We, I did not uh, say that. Tickets are on that sale right me. now. We are renting out a, a, a real ass summer camp and we're doing a comedy, music, and food festival in Brown County, Indiana. It's going to be amazing. It's all inclusive. So you get your ticket, you get your camping provided, you get your meals for the weekend, you get all your drinks, you get all your entertainment. Um, it's going to be super fun tickets available on eventbrite uh harder brunch adult summer camp swimming Um, swimming you can go swimming with dad that's gonna be an activity that's true he'll be in his fishnets okay (laughs) i didn't promise that no last last summer was fishnet summer yeah what is the summer this is oh we'll let you know (laughs) easy (laughs) we (laughs) usually usually that's the state of the brunch thing come on it's hot boy summer wow (laughs) that's state of the brunch father's day baby Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh so i have a couple questions on your backstory your business because uh your uh wife is your business partner correct and uh she came over and got to eat the brunch she had to leave because you guys have uh a uh, cult of children at home. A real gaggle. Yeah. Real gaggle of kids. A, yep. a team. And um, so, I, and I said this to some other people and I was like, yeah, they got four kids and they started a business together. And they're like, are they trying to get divorced? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Uh, but like, like kind of walk me through like how that happened, like within your relationship to make your partner your partner and, and take this on. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Well, I think there's a real... Good story here, actually. A real wholesome good story, hopefully. We'll see. Anyway, um, so let's see. I spent the earlier part of my career in music, which I was saying earlier, and then in marketing. So my background, I I run ad campaigns for brands Mm. by day. By night, I'm just Lemmy. Um, hanging out at children's parties. (laughs) (laughs) Not awkward at all. Uh, But anyway, so I've been, you know, I was living in that world for like 10 years or so. And then 
kind of got the itch. I started my own business like maybe four years ago, but <clears throat> I got into it after a few years. It was kind of, I, I was mo- mostly on an island. I work for myself. I work at home now, like, mm-hmm. and it's just me. And, you know, like I have clients and I work with a lot of really great people. And, and thankfully a lot of clients or I have some really great clients that really trust me. But, um, you know, I can say that like just working by yourself all the time, you know, yeah. you miss a lot of aspects of, um, like social aspects of work and whatever. So human interaction. Exactly. Like seeing other people putting on clothes. (laughs) Um, So anyway, uh, we got the fortune to take a little vacation away from the kids, our 10 year wedding anniversary a couple years ago. And we kind of, you know, got a chance to step back and dream a little bit. And we're like, what do we want to do? Like, what do we want to do with the rest of our life? Right. Uh, And I think we realized pretty quickly, like, well, like thankfully, you know, we've worked hard at our relationship and, you know, like, there's a lot that goes into that. Right. Um, so anyway, we realized, well, I think we want to work together actually, Mm -hmm. but what, what do we do? Like, what could it be? And so we're both cocktail nerds and kind of came to the realization that like, you know, something in this world, we didn't know what it was yet. And, um, so that was kind of the start of it. Right. But, um, a couple other things that kind of help us a lot, you know, allow us to do us to do this. Um, my wife's mom lives with us. So there's technically like a, we have a seven person household, oh, like, wow. a, like a, like a European, like multi-generational household yeah. kind of set up. TGIF sitcom. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Um, but anyway, because of that, you know, it gives us some flexibility and, um, you know, Jamie, my wife, she worked in schools for years and then has been with the kids for several years. And teacher? so, yeah, she was a teacher. She was an admin to, um, at a charter school in Fountain Square um, but anyway, she's been with the kids primarily. And so we just have this setup where like, like a third of each of us is available to the kids pretty much. Right. Yeah, and so great. it all kind of pieces together and works. Yeah, that's interesting. And yeah. now they're all in school. So our youngest are six year old twins and they're mm. in kindergarten this year. So like that kind of freed up her time even more. Yeah. So, you know, it's not perfect and you're right. Like there's a lot of challenges that come with it. But the other thing is that um, so my, my wife's mom lives, lives with us. And then we have a business partner who is our distiller. His name's Nick Traeger, um, sh- former chef, uh, worked for Patichu company for a long time. A lot of phenomenal restaurants around Indy in Michigan and California even. Um, but anyway, he, um, yeah, you can kind of see him on the, on the screen there. Um, real smiley fella. Yeah. He's a good time. And he, and he wanted to transition from food to. Yeah, exactly. Burned out on the restaurant scene, like through COVID, right? Like who wasn't? And so anyway, um, he just has this amazing, uh, flavor profile, you know, and, and vision for products. And we just knew that that was something that was missing and we brought it up to him and he was like, yeah, let's do it. Like right away. It was like, so we were kind of like, all right, so what are we missing? Like, are we, we doing this the right way? And. I don't know. We just kind of got the ball rolling and sure enough, like, you know, a few years in, we were able to kind of get everything off the ground, get a little bit of financing to get going. And then, I mean, I think the lemon shakeup really is kind of like what helped us yeah. kind of come it's to the, life. It's the flagship. I it's mean, a, I yeah, feel like it's the flagship. I, I didn't even know you guys did gin at first and cause I had just seen the link and then I was like, Oh, I think they do like gin too. And I, and I think I'd only saw one and I was like, Oh, they have like multiple, different brands of gin like and i have to say you just made me a gimlet and i just full disclosure gin my least favorite spirit sure and this was the best gimlet i've ever had in my life like well, it's it's, yeah. it's gone i i think for me it's a i'm a weird uh juniper is not one of my f- favorite like I, I feel like it's like cilantro with some people sure and so i was like give me the one with the least juniper in it yeah. but like that was a i actually fantastic gave you the one with the most <laughs> Turns out I'm an idiot. Well, I'll say, I mean, we get that a lot because people think gin tastes like Christmas trees. Yes. And most of the time, there's a lot of gin out there that is like very heavy juniper. Mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. like juniper bomb tastes like Christmas mm-hmm. and people don't like it. But these ones, these are not juniper bombs. So just a really quick primer on, we call these our twin gins. They're kind of a nod to our kids, not like in a... I don't know. Nick, this is Nick's idea. It wasn't even ours, but our, our twins are named Art and Gus. So these are big heart and big fuss. So it's kind of like the Easter egg, right? Yeah. 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 So neither of these are kind of straight down the middle and we wanted to do that purposely because we found that bar bartenders, like there's plenty of, you know, straight ahead gin available. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we wanted to bring something unique to the table 
This one is a floral gin. So this has like lavender, chamomile, heavy citrus. Um, there are other floral gins out there, but this one is all botanical. And I mean, it it's phenomenal. It goes really well to bubbles. And then this one we call our savory gin. So this is what you had. It has dill, caraway, and celery in it, amongst a bunch of other things like black pepper and oh, wow. et cetera. So it's very like, um, it's perfect for like Bloody Marys and martinis yeah. and things like that. So um, our bud, Jake Johnson, who was here having brunch with us, he used this in like a really interesting t- um, uh, martini riff at Bodie. And mm. like just a good example of how bartenders are using these. And then this one, we just found out about two weeks ago, won a gold medal at the World Spirits uh, Competition. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So we're gold trying to, medal. we're trying to get it out there, but you know, <clears throat> it's hard as a brand new brand to even like wave that flag. Sure. But you know? I see you out there. Uh, I remember just going to strange bird. There was like a pop-up and like me and my buddies were out and then you were set up like the, like a whole crew passing out these different drinks and like giving them out for free and letting people taste them. And it was really good. Like if I'm going to go with a spirit, I'm going to go with gin. Gin would be my favorite of the spirits. Oh. So like, and it was really good. So it's like really cool to see you get out there. Do you go out on a lot of pop-ups or? Yeah. You know what? Last year we did a ton of them because we don't, our, our space hasn't been open to the public yet. It's still not. And we're not sure exactly when it will happen. So mm-hmm. we were like, well, let's just get out there, let people taste it. We could collaborate with some really great bartenders like yeah. strange bird right over here. Yeah. Um, like Jake at Bodie, um, all kinds of like garden table, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Like yeah. a lot of the like premier cocktail bars. Yeah, you're kinda, hitting all the right spots. Yeah, yeah. we were kind of trying to get our foot in the door yeah. and, uh, sure enough when they tried it, they really enjoyed it. Um, so we did we did one like once a month, once every three weeks last year. Mm. Kind of took a step back this year because um, we got invited to do a lot of different beer fests, and those beer fests just like crush for us. People love the can cocktails there because they'll drink like four IPAs and be like, "Oh God, like I'm gonna, yeah. you know, I'm so bloated." <laughs> like yeah. roll me down the street or whatever. But this is all real lemon, and you know, it's it's the same ingredients as a lemon shake up, lemon water. Um, sugar and in our case we use floral gin as well. Yeah, this is a this is a real this could be a real problem for me. <laughs> like, like I'm like, oh man, this is this lemonade's great. It's and all tasty. of a sudden I'm like, well, why is Dyke so sleepy? <laughs> <laughs> it's tasty. Well, and it's all I mean it's real lemon, so it's not a bunch of garbage, which is good. Mm, yeah, that's really good. Um, is there an expiration date with that? Uh, it's about eighteen months. <laughs> Nice. So no. <laughs> well, I mean, I might. That's a good question. If I like, if I buy it in bulk, you yeah. know, I don't want to like have something for like five years. Like, hey, this is still good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a lawsuit for me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's, that, no, that also yeah. reminds me. It's time for the smoking goose brunch breakdown. <laughs> um. Now we did a uh, full disclosure. We did a split brunch. We had two guests on today. And so we did, uh, we combined the two or did a split brunch with, um, uh, I made one and then Zach made one and Zach did all of the food for, for, for your course, even though you got to eat. I mean, let's be honest, you ate everything. Oh yeah. Um, but, uh, Zach, would you like to go through the courses of the brunch that we had today? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, the, the first one, uh, I did a gazpacho with um, a grilled cheese, and I used that one there, the Big Heart Gin, in the, the gazpacho. Um, and then on the grilled cheese, there was uh, tomato jam, bacon, and avocado. Man, it was really good. I, I feel like I, I saw everyone shift gears because we already had like three courses. And then yeah, I was like, oh, we're all doing like tiny courses. And I was like, oh, this is a giant grilled cheese and tomato soup. And, uh, and I, that's what I like heard. Like some some people like, what, what what's going on now? <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> but uh, I thought I thought the flavors were amazing in it. Uh, really, I mean, grilled cheese and tomato soup uh, on a high level is one of my favorite things. It wasn't good. It was great. <laughs> Zach, you seriously crushed it. That was the best gazpacho I've ever had in my life. Thank you. Hands Thank down. You. you did say that at the table, so oh, I can confirm. Absolutely. I mean, so I, gazpacho isn't something that people probably eat a ton of in Indiana because mm, it's not no. like fried, I guess. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. but I mean, it hit all the right notes, but it had this texture that was like 
just, uh, I don't know how you describe it. Like it was like toothsome. Like it was like, you know, like had some real texture to mm-hmm, it that mm-hmm. was delicious and then, um, super fresh. And the, there's fresh parsley that you put in there. Mm-hmm. And that was just like, it popped. It was so good. I'm such a big fan of parsley. Like <sighs> I think it's such a, so overlooked. I think it makes a lot of things really fresh. Was Absolutely. that your own parsley? Hmm? Was it? Was that your own parsley? Yeah, I grew it from my body. <laughs> what do you mean? In your undercarriage? <laughs> I mean, I know you grow food sometimes. You be out there taking your own stuff. I don't grow food. Whatever. No, it was not. I didn't. I didn't make that parsley. Um, Couldn't tell. Your second course, uh, and I, I, we all on the show um, know that I hate to give Zach compliments, but. Um, I thought the I thought the second course uh, it was not only delicious but I thought it was a beautiful presentation. Oh my word! So I did a uh, um, pickle brined uh, chicken. So I used the uh, big fuss gin in my brine for the pickle mm. or for the along with uh, just like pickle juice, um, and then I marinated the chicken in that, and then rolled it up with prosciutto pickles and then uh, white cheddar, and then roasted them and then served it with a dill sauce and then some asparagus. It was money. It was a real butte. Oh, my gosh. Well, the asparagus was perfect. And then it was, um, it had like the, it was seasoned to perfection. Um, and as Emerald would say, perfectly cooked. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. so good. And the dill really popped. And there's actually dill in this gin, which... On the back, we call it out. It says kind of a big deal. Oh, you know, oh, nice. yeah. Got to keep it. Yeah. Got to keep it light and fun. That's what I thought the name of it was initially. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and then, and then when you were there, like, I was like, big fuss. What is he talking about? Where's the dill one? <laughs> I'll just say it was a big deal at the table. Uh huh. Uh-huh. All right. And everybody was making a big fuss. I'm telling you, people got real quiet though when that came out. When they were like slurping up the soup. Yes. Everybody was just like humming. That's um, good. That's it's always a good thing when you never want it to be quiet at the beginning, right? Like because they're like, oh, I want everyone to, I want, you know, the conversations to happen. I want everyone to have a good time. Mm-hmm. But then once you hear everyone having a good time, and then it gets quiet. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they really like that. Dish. As long as somebody <laughs> didn't say something terrible. Yeah, <laughs> sauce boss strikes again. Yeah, it was. It was nice. And then your dessert was, uh, was it called uh, Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat? Is that what that was called? <laughs> so I, I did a, uh, a pink lemonade uh, cheesecake uh, with, and then I made a lemon curd with the lemon shake up uh, mm. to put over it. That oh matched the colors. It yeah. matched the colors. It did on act. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Maybe that was subconscious. Um, I didn't even think about the fact that the, the can was pink and, you know. It was meant yellow. to be. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was meant to be. Well, yeah, pink, it, pink lemonade's a thing, right? Well, yeah, that, I, 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 and that's why I'm saying I don't know which way it went. Like, if I saw the can and there was like pink lemonade, mm. or <laughs> if I thought about that and just didn't. Yeah. Notice. Wow. Yeah. It was amazing. Inception. Cheesecake too is um, probably pretty hard to make. I would think it's hard to get the texture right, but it was wonderful. It's have nice you and fluffy even? Have you guys had a lot of because uh, you your bit one of your business partners is a chef. Have you as has he cooked a lot of dishes with the with the <clears throat> product? You know, that's a really good question. I don't know that he has, but um, yeah, I don't know if we've had many people use our use our stuff in food before. Mm. It's a new it's a new concept. I didn't even actually realize you guys were doing it until you came over to pick up some of the stuff and you mentioned it. I was like, Oh wow, that's an amazing idea. So you would suggest it. I highly recommend it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It comes recommended. Uh, I mean, like to me, that just makes sense. Like your distiller is a chef. Like I feel like you you should be putting out like suggested, like, Hey, here's some recipes. Recipes. Here's, here's here's how you can cook with this food and make some booze and make some great menus. You're hired. There you go. (laughs) That was brilliant. Well, cause you know, I think like, we always default to cocktail recipes, sure. but food recipes, food recipes mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, they go hand in hand. Always. Let's and that can also, you know, like there is a, a like a growing kind of like NA kind of culture yes. that's going on right now, too. So like it's a way to kind of be inclusive too of this like, oh, I'd like to get this product, but I don't I don't want to drink gin, you know, absolutely. <laughs> like, and then be like, oh, well, you can cook with it. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and the alcohol does burn off. Yeah, you can make cheesecake with it. Yeah, absolutely. And and lemon curd. And lemon curd. (laughs) And soup. Love the idea. 
Um, let's. Ooh, gin pickled cucumber. Look at that. Whoa, damn. damn. Brilliant. Yeah, that that pickle in the middle. It was the, the texture was off. Like not off, but like not what I was like. It was so like creamy and soft. How did you get it that way? I I cooked it for a very long time. I used um, chicken thighs instead of the breast so that it wouldn't dry out. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then I just let it. Like I browned it off in the oven and then like I did that earlier. And then when I was here, I cooked it for probably 20 or 30 minutes. So the longer you let it cook at a lower level, yeah, then it just keeps those juices in there. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. He's like, no more compliments. Zach. <laughs> I think he's got enough. I've, I'm disgusted. I've got I am. <laughs> yeah. 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 Zach knocked it out of the park again. Eh? Whoop de doo. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with more high and mighty distillery. And I'll make another drink. And we're back. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about this on the podcast this week because I something very uh, special and fun happened to me this week. Uh, I got to hang out with uh, David Cross, mm. and it, what it was um, very it was completely unexpected. Well, like I got a call and was like, "Hey, do you want to go see uh, Gwen Gwen's uncle, friend of the show?" She's like, uh, "Hey, do you want to go see?" Uh, David Cross and get a VIP meet and greet. And I was like, yeah, is this my birthday present? She was like, well, it is now. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's great. And I, I, I printed off uh, this cartoon, this Aqua Teen Hunger Force character that he had played like, I don't know, 20 years ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go through this line. And like, it's going to be so like, like he's, it's going to be so different than what anybody else is having him sign. Memorable. And then, yeah, memorable. Mm-hmm. And then we, we went there and watched the show it was great. And then we got done and I was kind of like, I don't see him doing like a meet. Where's this meet and greet line? She was like, oh, it's not a meet and greet. <laughs> and I was like, well, you said that. Like, <laughs> What do you mean? She was like, no, I was just thinking that maybe. Because she knew the feature that there would be some sort of like we get invited. And so then I was like, well, maybe we just ask where the green room is. And then we just drop like we're comics and that which I'm terrible at schmoozing like that. Mm. I usually force uh, Thad to to start the schmoozing <laughs> off. And he <coughs> Thad's the personality that will march back in a stranger's green room and just be like, hey, I'm Not this guy. Stranger's green room. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just, oh, yeah, Happy Time Harry. That's the one that I, <laughs> so I, the top right one that's up big right there, I printed that off at the local library and put it, three <laughs> copies of it in a manila envelope <laughs> and her manila folder. And then. Uh, Wait, to get him to sign three of them? I just, in case. We, uh, in case sell one of them? In case I spilled chili on one. I don't know. <laughs> like I just had backups. I'm not like a get stuff autographed guy, so I, I didn't know what, what like what the what you should do. So I printed off three, and then we went there and like three. I'm trying to I'm trying to ask like security. I'm trying to be like, hey, like uh, where's the green room at? And they're like looking at me. And they're like. Why do you want to know? Like, With your manila envelope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got some things I need to show David Cross. I got three things he needs to sign. I don't have any arsenic. Yeah. And so they're like, well, like, do you have like a badge or something? Like, I, oh, I was like, we are here for the VIP meet and greet. <laughs> Which I knew was not a thing. And they're like, yeah, do you got a badge or something? And I was like, like a lanyard or a badge? And I'm like, no, we got our, and like, Gwen's like, well, we have the tickets. And so she starts pulling out her tickets and the lady looks at tickets that look like everyone else's tickets. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, what? those are tickets. <laughs> she was like, yeah, you're not going to the green room. Like, she's like, you guys need to go. And so we were just like leaving. And then Gwen gets a text uh, from the feature and we got invited to go hang out with them afterwards at a bar. Yeah. And uh, we were going in and Gwen's like, you have to bring the envelope. You, yeah. have, to, you have to bring that in. I was like, I don't know if I should. She goes, no, no, you have to. And so we come in there and it was just like, there. it, it couldn't be more of a, li- I just watched this guy perform in front of 2,500 people. And now we're just chilling in a bar and I'm walking up with an envelope and and there, I guess everyone's curious about what's inside of it. And then Gwen's like, "You should tell him what's in the envelope." And I was like, 
No, no. Gwen just started being like, uh, yeah, uh, so Dyke has some stuff for you. And I was like, no, 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 don't say it like that. Don't, don't you dare throw me under the bus. And so then I'm trying to explain the situation and be like, oh, no, you understand. Yeah, I just thought we were doing a meet and greet. And I was like, obviously, this is just like a chill comic thing. Like, this is totally inappropriate. I'm not going to ask you to sign anything. I'm not a psychopath. And then they're all just like, well, what is it? Like, like everyone wants to see it. And then I just have to open up my cartoon pictures that I've printed off with the local library. <laughs> the library. And when I tell you I've never seen a grown man more uninterested in something, he looked at it and goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> and there wasn't for a second, like, oh, I should sign this for him. He just goes, oh, yeah, I'm familiar with this. I'm familiar with the turd that I've seen before. And so I just closed up my envelope and uh, put it back down and never and spoke of it again. You called him Tobias and then no, he I tried. The table I, it was so hard not to do any Arrested Development references yeah. or, but like that's when I really realized, like, oh, this is a man who's been famous for like thirty years. Yeah, who just wants like he didn't even want to go into a busy bar. Like he just wanted sure. to go chill and quiet. And I was like, it's just not a thing that I'm familiar with. Of like. Hey, I just want to go and relax, and I don't want people coming up and talking about uh, TV shows and movies that I've done. It was funny. We found this secluded uh, patio, and we were chilling, and we were just kind of talking, and slowly people started coming out. But, like, everyone's just minding their own business, and we're now just four comics just, you know, just having a good time, just making jokes. And, uh, you know, and I'm just thinking how surreal this is. Like, I should not be here at all. Mm -hmm. I don't belong here, but this is so much fun. And then, uh, you know, David Cross is, I wouldn't say holding court, but he's just, he's just kind of peppering in jokes and throwing stuff. He's just being real funny off the cuff. And there's a lady sitting behind him who can't see his face, but is just kind of eavesdropping on the conversation. And like, and she goes, oh my gosh, do you know who you sound exactly like? Oh no. And then he just turns around and smiles at her. And her, I just watched her face just go to, <laughs> it was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. It was it was really fun. She would be shocked. <laughs> That's a blast. You did it. It was a good time. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, one of the fun things about doing comedy is, uh, you know, uh, we had a guest on Melanie Hearn last uh, two weeks ago, and she was talking about how, you know, one of the best parts about doing comedy is getting this access to people that we shouldn't have access to. She's like, how would I have met Cat Williams? How would I have done this? And it's just like, there's a weird thing in comedy where it's just like, if so, like someone's a, you know, someone's a comedian and you know, you might be a, a, a world class superstar and someone else did it for six months and you're like, come on in here. Oh, we'll talk. Cause mm -hmm. we do the same thing. And it's, it's crazy. That's fun. It is crazy. And you about met uh, someone else. No, we don't need to talk about that. We don't need to talk about that. No, I was I was booked at the comedy club. I'm still at this stage where you can't do comedy full time. We still got to keep the regular job, and then but uh, like I'm getting to the point now where it's just like sometimes going into the regular job just feels like a cock block. You know, it just feels like no, I want to go do this comedy show. And uh, uh, I was supposed to work all weekend at Helium, not with, but I would have been there. And Mike Berbiglia was performing all weekend. And I was like, oh, there would have been crossover. I would have met him. I would have met him. And I couldn't do it. So mm. uh, anyway, uh, I didn't mean to derail this. No, it's fine. Like that's I think that's part of being an artist, too. There's that like middle ground where you have to make those sacrifices. And then sometimes you have to be in reality and make money. Yes. And um, I did. It, it did lead me into what I wanted to ask you. Within you guys' first year of a business, what I guess what has been the most um, kind of surprising challenge that you've had to deal with? And then what has been what you would consider your personal biggest win as a company? Ooh, those are good ones. Great crust. Uh, surprising challenge. Um, I would say, well, we ran out of money, and that's uh, never fun. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this just got like really sad. This last yeah, part of the yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no it's not. It's not sad. I mean, um, I think that's something that probably all businesses face at one point or sure, another, yeah. and like you just figure it out, right? Like mm -hmm. your back's up against the wall, and you figure it out. Um, but I would say that that was a hard challenge. But you know, we it. I think it it allowed us to get really creative in ways that we probably didn't realize or know how to do, and it kind of forced us to make some decisions about 
um, products and like, um, I don't know, just like strategy that we wouldn't have thought. So like an example, like we we're saying last year, we did a bunch of these pop-up parties at different bars and things mm-hmm. like that. And it's not necessarily, it's a great marketing, but it doesn't really make us any money in any specific way. Um, it's a, a blast, but we realized this year it's like, well, you know, we probably have to do a little less of those and focus our time on things that, you know, are maybe more revenue generating. So I mentioned beer fests as an example, and those are, you know, have been a blast. It turns out like we've had just as much fun at, you know, all these beer fests. Like yeah. we did uh tax man's like death and taxes a couple weeks ago. And it was like 4,000 people there. And it was just like a freaking blast. And I brought the awesome. Lemmy costume out. And unfortunately I brought it out the wrong time because people were wasted. And so they were like, <laughs> literally He's like, getting punched. They were, no, no, literally somebody kicked me. <laughs> <laughs> somebody kicked me somebody pushed me you know there are people hugging me and getting yeah. I guess people turn into like the two year old version of themselves sure. when they're all yeah. wasted and so that's exactly what happened they were like they were like oh mascot oh I got I love it I got let me get you oh my word let me get a photo and then there are other people that were just like what the fuck I should probably hit that you know yeah. so people are getting handsy with a lemon like yeah. hey I'm a human being yeah. under here yeah, somebody put their fingers up my butt <laughs> yeah wait, wait, straight wait, up wait, that happened yeah it, wait, was, wait, it wait. wasn't like a it wasn't like a, I'm gonna lick my fingers and then it was like a <laughs> uh, and like a credit card or yeah like a, pretty much and for me it was like a <laughs> you know anyway no, oh yeah no. yeah Gosh. so learn my lesson yeah. gotta yeah. go you gotta, gotta go earlier gotta let yeah. me out yeah. earlier let me so, have to go to bed before. so for summer camp <laughs> we're coming in early okay yeah. oh wait. yeah we do not want our mascots I don't want to have to say this <laughs> yeah. oh, but we gotta we gotta let me coming out here let's, let's be respectful <laughs> no finger button <laughs> no finger buttons that's, that's, in that's my not even a thing that's not even a thing that no Oh, I got why. No, I wonder if there's I'm like sorry. mascot circles where everyone like <laughs> yeah. takes their 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 heads off and then there's talks about a Reddit group. I'm in yeah. I'm in the union now. And <laughs> yeah. I've learned a lot from other mascots. It's and, rough. Yeah. Well, at yeah, the summer no. camp, you'll be safe. We don't believe in <laughs> yeah. that type of behavior. Yeah, we treat so. we treat lemons well. With you know, all mascots, <laughs> all mascots matter. That's they, what we all say. All mascots matter. <laughs> they said that too. So. <laughs> they said that too. Well, well, they're kicking me. <laughs> well, well, I was getting swirly. Yeah, see, my problem is so like you know, like Boomer uh, from the Pacers, he can like tumble and do backflips yes. and stuff, and so I just need to. <laughs> I need to be more of like a ninja because mm. I got those cowboy boots. Do you have boots. any arms? Like, uh, I, don't, I, don't see I have any. about a quarter of an arm on each side. <laughs> so I can't so chop. You're defenseless. I, it's oh, my cowboy boots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really, it really is just a lemon with yeah. legs. There's no arms. <laughs> trap no arms. You need to make a stronger mascot. That's, I think so. It's a very well, kickable mascot. Yeah, you're right. It's right. like a football. My mascot would be able to beat it. the crap out of yeah. people. It would have like power arms. Exactly. <laughs> People like trying to mess with me. Bam! Let's go, baby. That's so if so I could go back and redesign it, I'd have I'd have arms that I could yeah. use dumbbells yeah, with guns. thunder guns. Yeah. But, like I'd have like like kick like Yeah. Oh, like even a shocker too. Like yeah. you're getting you're Taser. getting tased. Yeah. 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 Did you ever think about putting weapons inside your <laughs> supposed to be friendly, but you yeah. know what? But the yeah. cowboy boots, I could kick yeah. the shit out of somebody. Right. You know, finally. So I'm gonna. I'll, Sir, yeah. you just dumb chuck my child. Is that your dumb chuck in my child's neck? I. Yeah. Here, yeah. So that was the most surprising, yeah. for sure. Was when I got credit card, but when I when I see the mascot shot. on social media, my first thought was just like. Wow, that's that's so cool and fun, and I didn't even think about <laughs> yeah. you being inside, being about the sad side of me, Scott. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You take, you take off the helmet or, uh, around your wife, and you have to, like, I need to be alone for a while. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta do a commercial with you where it's uh, like this song, "Tears Some Something Thundered Why," and, uh, da, 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 and you walk out, and then you talk about the abuse that you had. <laughs> and then, like another mascot walks out. We'll get yeah. Jess West in this. Uh-huh. And then, like you all three, will be holding hands, like, and then the the sad song. Talk will play. about the the disrespect that mascots Everybody get. Yeah, it's, hurts. yeah, it's like a real thing. Yeah, it's yeah, like, absolutely. That's amazing. That's You're a real person. I'm looking at a real person. Like yeah. the guts Nobody of a mascot. Nobody knows that because <laughs> I it, it's so smiley. Yeah, and they don't realize that that's 
It's all makeup. <sighs> yeah, you are, the, are like the Joker. Those are hard lessons to learn. It's yeah. just crazy yeah. that that's all it takes to elicit that reaction <laughs> yeah. from a yeah. group of drunk adults. I mean, is, is, you know, as soon as you like, said it, they were just like, I mean, like, it, it adds I up. Go, what is this guy? Yeah. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's a percentage of people that are like, you think, you think you're so funny walking around here, living man? Yeah. Let me show you. I put my hand in your ass. And then, yeah. Like, and, then, and then people are going to be, yeah, you're not, you're, you're not a human. You're yeah. a cartoon character yeah. at that point. Like, and like, well, I could. It's all wallet back there, too. <laughs> Come to think about it, I was at this one place and we just beat the shit. <laughs> <laughs> this lemon shake up, like this little lemon thing. We were like running our fingers in its butt. And he's like, man, I got a family. I'm trying to start a business. And I, we were just stomping on him. It looked like it hurt too. But like when you're doing that, you're thinking, yeah. this is a mascot. Yeah, it, doesn't yeah, it's a person. it doesn't have feelings. <laughs> but yeah, oh, we felt bad. <laughs> we did feel bad. Um, where, so what is what's distribution look like right now? Like where are you guys? Uh, where can we find the spirits? Who's That's carrying it? Awesome question. Well, we're all over the city of Indianapolis, and then really, I mean, we're all over the state already. Thank, thankfully, as well. Um, so Total Wine, Big Red, Crown Liquors, all, and we're in all those stores. Um, all, a lot of the independent shops too, like um, Rural Inn carries us over kind of on the east south side yeah. over here. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of Indy, or Indy um, let's see, we got Belmont and Chalet are up in Fort and Wayne. They're like large chains, wise guys up in northwest Indiana, Cork and Keg, kind of in like uh, Lafayette, Kokomo area, Soupley's. Um, there's a bu- so anyway, just uh, all over this, all over the state, and we're we're kind of we've been working really hard this spring to get into new liquor stores across the state, and uh, thankfully our distributor's been helping a lot with that. So that's great. We're, yeah, I mean we're all over the place. Um, <clears throat> like Total Wine has these really fun rack displays with a lemon character on it, with Lemmy on it as well. So anyway, if 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 you go to a liquor store and you can't find it, please ask for it. That helps us. Mm, it, it, yeah. it, 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 yeah. it encourages them to order uh, order it, you know? And so, uh, yeah, that that's really helpful for us. That's great. Yeah. One really quick other story. You yeah. asked a question um, before we got into the mascot shit kicking. <laughs> uh, what was the biggest uh, win? Yeah. And I would say the state fair last year was a really big win for us. Cause sure. we, we launched in the summer, had no idea how this was going to go. We thought we had some good ideas and some good product, but you know, you just never know. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's like, you know, going to your f- first show, like as a comic and you're like, okay, like, you know, there's, it's very humbling. Right. But people loved it and we got a ton of PR like right away. Like mm. a lot of um, the local news stations like wanted to do stories because it was new and it's lemon shake up and yeah. it's the fair and they love covering the fair apparently. So we mm-hmm. were on all these TV shows and radio and print and it was just like a total blast and it really like it accelerated things quite a bit for us. And then we kept, we like kept selling out each week at the fair. So it was like, wow, this is like, it's just kind of happening, you know, like yeah. you just never, you know, like you don't know. So that was like super thrilling, really grateful that we were able to partner with the fair in that way. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That, yeah. It, like, I'm just like, how, how, how do you get it? I was like, I'm just trying to think of anything that's like fair adjacent. Yeah, like, how, exactly. how do we, how do we keep summer going all year round? Yeah. Like, for the, it's for tough, things. but that's okay. We have some winter products that we, yeah, I just, uh, um, uh, Casey had up a, it was like a spiced apple or something like that. Yeah. We launched a, in the fall spiced apple sidekick is what it's called. It's kind of like a brandy apple cider. Mm. It's delicious. And honestly, people like it just as much as the lemon shake up. It's just, it's kind of more because we marketed it for fall. I think yeah. people don't really, you know, yep. it's maybe seasonal and that's okay. Yeah. But people are still buying it like even in April and May. So people are real finicky. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, come late August. People are crazy about pumpkin stuff. Yes. And then it's like the day after Halloween, if you try to offer someone a pumpkin stuff, it's like you're yeah. offering them a turd. You yeah. know, it's yeah. like, yeah. why would I eat pumpkin mm-hmm. exactly. at this time of year? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, so, yeah, the oh, spiced apple psychic. Yeah. Um, well, and really quick, like what's next is we actually have a cherry shakeup that's going to be coming out in June Ooh, and July. Really so good. cherry yeah. shakeup. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's. It's like a variant or a variation of lemon, but it's, sure. it's got a, it's real cherry, uh, real cherry juice and everything. 
Um, and it's really tasty. We got a cherry character. We're actually partnering with Ball State on that one. Mm. Um, you should so. just get like an MMA fighter to be in that costume. <laughs> yeah. I got to just find more people who want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a cherry that just carries a sword. Yeah. <laughs> He's friendly, but you know what? don't mess with him. What if it's the, the cherry stalk? They just pull it out of their head yeah. and it's a freaking sword. It's a samurai sword. Yeah. Or like, it could be any sword. That's a good idea. Yeah, a cherry slice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So look out for that. It's coming and we'll this have it name. in all the stores as well. Or Jerry slices his name. Oh, <laughs> Jerry, slice. Jerry slice the cherry. Uh, yeah. So so you said your your background was in like marketing and music. Yeah. And then you start this like what what's been interesting to you is like getting into this kind of new lane as far as like like personally like like, what have your takeaways been about selling alcohol? Oh, yeah, Indiana? that's a good question. Well, I would say that marketing is kind of like the thread throughout and like promotion throughout mm -hmm. my entire career. So yeah. I started as a musician, just like touring and like putting trying shows get, on. Trying to get people like, to come to shows. Exactly. Trying to get people to come to shows. I worked yeah. at the Vogue for a while as yeah. a production manager. I, I used to staple flyers to uh, telephone yeah. poles. And <laughs> Bless your heart. You used yeah. to work at the Vogue? Yeah. 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 In like 2007, eight and nine. So I like did all the shows. So, I mean, I have some stories like Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson mm. and Ted Nugent, all these weirdos, like <laughs> all the like Buck Cherry and all those bands that oh, like you kind yeah. of forgot about. Yeah. They all still played at the Vogue, you know? Oh, okay. That's um, where they went. Yeah. That's where they went. I said, used to say we catch them on the way up and on the way back down. Oh. Ooh. Did you ever meet Crazy Town? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. No, but uh, Vertical Horizon? Absolutely, yes. Who's Vertical Horizon? Oh, Vertical Horizon. Yeah. Uh, shit. We could, we could probably all know. sing their one song. Yeah, you got to pull this <laughs> yeah. up, Casey. Yo, what's, what's Grapevine? Is that it? Yeah. I, I just wanted you to know. Oh, I don't think that one. So there was a lot it. of the... I don't know. Everything... I'm thinking, I'm thinking the Verve pipe. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of the early aughts that just kind of blend together yeah. for me. There was a lot of bad music. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, so marketing was the thread. And um, so getting into then like the spirits industry, what kind of gave me the confidence to jump in was I learned early on that it's like 80% of the business is branded marketing. So mm -hmm. like I thought, well, that's something I know. So maybe it gives me an advantage or us an advantage. I don't know. And um, I think to a degree it did, but I mean, I, I'm not the designer of any of this. So like, I can't take credit for all the design, yeah, but you but, hired him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I, it. And, it and, and I would say that as far as the brand goes, like it's definitely like our baby and you know, finding the right people to work with. So like the character was designed locally by guide and anchor. They do a lot of like, they do King Doe and natural mm. state provisions and, um, <clears throat> uh, a lot of like beer branding as well. And then, um, the brand was all done by matinee creative and they did like Ash and Elm and, mm. um, a ton of brands that you would know locally. So, you know, just collaborating with really fun and talented people, I think helped, you know, really bring it to life. So, you know, I think that, that that's probably been the the biggest takeaway is like well betting on marketing allows us to scale a little bit you know and mm -hmm. and at least be appealing to the right people so you know that's the best we could do what are you looking forward to um business wise for 2020 the rest of the year yeah good question well i would say um we have a bunch of releases planned like last year we just <clears throat> we had to get these out and we had to get them kind of out into the world yeah. and that took a long time. We're still working on it, but mm -hmm. now we have the ability to start releasing some more new products. And Nick, our distiller has some amazing ideas like for, for new products. And I won't share a ton of them, but like, I sure. mean, he's very into um, like Fernet and um, <clears throat> you know, interesting craft spirits that yeah. are kind of on the bleeding edge. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we want to really, we, we do want to go in that direction versus like, so an example would be, most of the time in distillery world, people think whiskey and we're, right. we're not making whiskey. And sure. I think the reason is that, you know, how could we think that coming into it, like in 2023, we can catch up with all these whiskey brands that have been right. doing it for like 50 years or longer or yeah. like, you know, 80 years. So it's like, well, let's just zig where there's zagging and, and pick like fun, interesting new stuff that might feel fresh and see if people bite on it. And if they don't, then, you know, we just won't sink a ton into it. Yeah. Have you thought uh, at all about uh, contacting like the USBG, like the bartenders guild 
and like they do like co- cocktail competitions and just be like, hey, well, Ooh. like I because I I think that would be a great idea. Get like Jake to yeah, Jake team. Johnson to be on it and a bunch of the cool mm. bartenders from downtown. Yes, like, please. Yeah, yeah, I think that I, would be amazing. I yeah. think I think that would be really fun. I think it's ready. Um, and I, it's it, it's cool to be surprised that like the new and interesting ways that your product can be used. You know, like oh yeah, absolutely. This is so fun for us. You know, like I, you asked me earlier, like am I, you know, over drinking our own spirits? And I would say no, definitely not, because there's all these amazing bartenders that we'll try it for the first time and come up, they'll get inspired in some unique way. Like I just found out a bartender um, is starting to use this one, the big fuss, which is like the savory gin. And she made like a black pepper syrup. And that just sounds like incredible. Mm. Right. So like, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not, that, that is very inspiring. Right. So I think that's something we want to lean into. So Yes, and I just need to figure out who that is to contact. You had a you had a picture on social media of like a really amazing looking Bloody Mary that it was just mm. like, oh, I want to eat and drink all of that. <laughs> like, is that what the savory, yeah. the savory? Yep, gin? absolutely. Yeah, yeah and um, there's a couple places around the state that have used it in Bloody Marys, like in place of vodka, and mm. it's like a perfect sub. You know, absolutely. Do you ever think about? like trying to mix your love of music and advertising and the spirits. Like, do you ever think about like, Oh, we need a theme song. Yes. This is a great, I'm glad you brought this up. So Nick, our distiller is, uh, he has a band called Willis Miller. Okay. And they're literally playing right now at half liter. Mm. Um, we're recording this in May and, uh, not sure exactly when we release, but anyway, he's, playing at half leader up in South broad ripple. Okay. And so he has been writing theme songs for us mm, and we're trying to be like nineties goofy with it a yeah. little bit, like kind of like saved by the bellish kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, look, look, keep a lookout for that for sure. Hey, wow. I didn't know like, you so much musical talent on the team too. Like, do you guys ever think about doing like a, like a show, like putting on your own show and that would be fun. Like, like, yeah, I got so many ideas. I don't Let's know. Let's do it. Let's do it together. Hey. Well, I would tell you, um, if you need a band for the summer camp thing, yeah. Willis Miller, I mean, they're like, uh, it's, how do I describe it? It's, it's funky. It's kind of like a Wolfpack vibe, okay. but like with a little Ooh. bit of dad rock mixed in, Ooh. like um, like Steely Danish kind of thing. So yeah, I would. It's it's really fun. We are, yeah, we're so excited <clears throat> about this summer camp. And then like, Kind of the the stuff that we've been talking about too about like year one versus year two like mm-hmm. like year one like you said it's just like yeah we just need to let people get the word out let people know like hey we got this dope thing yeah. blah blah and like I can't even I can't even imagine right now how it's gonna grow in year two because we I, I, are you familiar with meat cakes at all like our meat yeah. cake comp- yeah, invitational yeah. Mm-hmm. like we did that uh, year one at our in our living room with Zach I and our, our friend Bridget mm-hmm. and it was just kind of um, you know, it 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 was just uh just the between the three of us to see bragging rights basically. Sure. And then the second year we did, uh, we did it almost famous, and we had like what 50, 60 people, 50, 60 tickets sold. People yeah. come out, and then this year we doubled that. And then amazing. Uh, like next year we already have some, you know, bigger and better ideas. And then like Thad really came in and did, like, like we do the meat cake thing, which is the hook, but Thad mm-hmm. really just turned it into like carnival and, mm-hmm. and, and shout out to Jess West because she made the costumes. Yeah. Uh, he had, a. uh, uh Meat pants, meat shoes, uh, meat, the, meat sweats. The, oh, the back of his pants yeah. on the yeah. butt said meat cake on them. Yeah. Oh, it's so perfect. Um, you didn't get beat up though. You didn't. No, people didn't. They, my arms were out. Yeah, yeah. yeah you gotta have the arms out. Yeah. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah. You have to have. I think we've big, figured out the issue with the costume. I don't mean to be, uh, I don't know if you're allowed to say this anymore, but you can't be T Rex with that. Like, yeah. Like, you gotta be. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so like, uh, it is kind of, there is the, the kind of the fun zone of the first three years of like new mm-hmm. business ventures where you're like, oh, we could do this and we could ramp it up. And yeah. We could do, and the thing, the thing that I found uh, about most creative people in Indianapolis is that we, we all kind of have our lane of the things that we do, but we really like to like stretch our wings and, and, and so there's a lot of opportunities for like cool collaboration. 
And it's just like, you know, like you, like you're multi-talented, you have the music, you have the, there's different things that you can do. And we all get a little bored of just doing the the thing that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And then we want to be like, well, I could be creative in this way too. Yeah. You know, and, and doing those fun things and then, and then growing it out. It's, it's. That's true. India is really good about that. It is. I mean, that's probably why I would say I was attracted to, I moved here in 2006 from Muncie. Okay. Originally born in Chicago, but it, it felt like, you know, you could do whatever the hell you wanted here. Right. And like, obviously you can't like me cake. It's like such a great example of that yeah. like my weirdo glam rock band, like, I guess yeah. like there's a place for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah. uh, our wacky distillery, you know, for sure. And I would say, I mean, we are interested in doing some more collaboration and within the distilling world, but also outside of that too, sure. for sure. So. Well, you have a you have a friend in Harder Brunch. Uh, Zach, can you drop a beat for me? That friend drop. Uh, one more time. Where can people if they wanna they wanna get your product? They wanna follow you guys on social media and catch ca- catch up with everything that you're doing. Yep, hit us at uh, at Drink High and Mighty. It's high H I like hi. Drinkhighandmighty.com and then at Drink High and Mighty on Instagram is probably the best way to find us. Daddy's Jake. You can find me at Fab McKee and Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> and you can find me anywhere, really. Anywhere you look. Omnipresent. There you are. <laughs> uh, Zach Rome. If you're suffering from mascot abuse, <laughs> you can follow my new support group at There's a Person Inside. <laughs> There's a Person Inside! Yay! <laughs> Give yourself a pause for that. That's so good. There's a person inside. Oh. And, uh, you know, I think if we just treat everyone out there like there's a person inside, (laughs) we can make the world a better place. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye.